Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Show here on WEEI and on uh, Friday night. It's also the final hour of the program. Boomer Sison's NFL show comes your way at nine o'clock. So for the next three months, the schedule is as follows: Monday six to seven thirty, and then we hand things off to Monday Night Football. Tuesday and Wednesday, both full tang six to ten. Uh, Hart in there for one of those days. Fitzy in there for the other. Thursday six to seven thirty, and then Thursday Night Football. And then on Fridays, 6 to 9, uh, Cadillac will be a part of it. We'll have some other people stop by as well. And, uh, of course, you at 617-779-7937. You can hop in the old Twitch chat. You can uh, just follow WEI, watch all the shows from 6A all the way up until whenever we are done. And if you miss any of the show, just download the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of podcasts... Uh, I also have a, a podcast called Hashtag Dork, where my buddy Davey and I, we talk movies, TV, video games, comics, all that dork stuff. And on Friday nights, we'll often uh, mix some of that in with a little bit of this. This week in dork. Yeah. All right, first on the TV front, we had the Ahsoka finale. Fitzy and I talked about it a little bit on Wednesday night, but this was the Disney Plus Star Wars show. It was eight episodes starring Rosario Dawson as a character that debuted in the animated series years ago, and uh, I loved it. Davey and I will do a full breakdown coming up Monday on the podcast, but it's like the most Star Wars, Star Wars thing in a very long time. A lot of great uh, use of the Force, uh, lightsaber action, weird creatures, weird planets, the whole thing. So I highly, highly recommend Ahsoka. I thought it was great. That was one of the best TV shows I've seen all year. Uh, another show that's out right now, they are four episodes in. I think it's also only going to be eight episodes. It's called Gen V. Stiz, you watched this at all? Haven't heard of it. Have you watched The Boys? No, I haven't. So not. The Boys is based off of a comic book. And it's an Amazon Prime show. There's already been three seasons, and it is uh, hyper violent. It is hilarious. It can be kind of gross depending on what, what your stomach uh, is like, but it's really good. And so this is an offshoot of that. And so the boys kind of makes fun of like real comic book characters. And what they do is they say like if in a world like we're in now, uh, superheroes would be kind of a part of like a corporation. Like they would be used in like they'd be used in movies and in commercials yeah, yeah, yeah. and but like a lot of them are, are pretty corrupt. And long story short, this Gen V thing is kind of a knockoff of like the X Men. And so it's like them going to school and sort of being like the next in line to being, you know, superheroes. So they all have crazy they all have something different superpower. But yeah, this show does like crazy like stuff that no other show pulls off. They do in shows like this. How old are the boys now? Like 12, 13 or like 17, 18? Like, oh, so they call themselves the boys, but they're like 40, like 30 years oh, old. Okay. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. oh, it's like okay, a group. Cool. So the, 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 the boys, which is like a nickname. I forget how they got it, but they are a group that keeps superheroes in check. Oh, I might have to start season it, one tonight. You'll love it. 
okay. I couldn't I couldn't recommend it anymore. All three seasons are great, and then I'm guessing you'd want to jump in on this uh, Gen V. They're I think they're making a season four of the boys as well. But yeah, I think once you start it, you you'll rip okay. through it. Okay. Uh, another show that came out this week is Loki season two in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Haven't watched it yet. First episode came out last night at like nine, so it's available right now. This is like we'll see where it's going. I know people are getting comic book fatigue or they're getting Marvel fatigue or or whatever because a lot of the stories haven't been great. Like the movies and the shows haven't been great, but. Loki season one was pretty good, and we'll see where they go with it from from here. Tom Hiddleston's back, the dude from the movies, and uh, you know they kind of open up the world a little bit more. That Kang the Conqueror from uh, the, played by Jonathan Majors, he's supposed to be back in it as well. So uh, I'm in on it. I'll I'll definitely watch this week to week for sure. Uh, because it is October, we're getting a whole batch of horror movies here, Stiz. I know this is right up your alley. Uh, Exorcist Believer is in theaters right now. This is a sequel to The Exorcist. Ugh. Yeah. So The Exorcist is, I don't know, it's either the best horror movie of all time or it's in everybody's top five, top ten. Like yeah, everybody. classic for sure. It's it's the, the most classic. And so what happened here, and they had a bunch of sequels after the fact to, you know, mix success. But this is the same group behind the Halloween reboot. So what they did was they ignored all the sequels and then they jumped in after the first one, which I actually don't hate that as like a philosophy because some of the sequels are kind of silly goose and you're like, all right, you have a a timeless classic. Let's just pick up from there. Maybe we have some better ideas. And Halloween was, I thought, okay, at first I kind of liked the first one and then the next two were just the pits. So the Exorcist, uh, what's it called Believer? Yeah, I believe so. Believer. It's got the, it's got the twin girls in the. Yep. So two girls are, are two girls possessed now instead yeah. of one. They look kind of scary though. I'll give you that. They look kind of kind of creepy. But as of right now, on the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the Exorcist Believer, which is two hours long, is getting twenty two percent by the critics and currently fifty five percent by the audience. Now, you know what's interesting? Blumhouse paid $400 million for the licensing of the Exorcist brand. Yeah. And I think I read this morning that opening weekend, it's it's done like 28 mil or like opening day or whatever. I don't it's know. It's not going to cut it. Yeah, I don't know. That's not going to cut it. And I believe this is supposed to be a trilogy, and the next two are going to be straight to DVD. Oh, or straight how? to streaming, I should say. Well, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. How are you possibly going to get your four hundred million back uh, that way? That's a lot of money. Because those Halloweens, that, that must have been the same idea too. Like they were going to do a trilogy based off of that. So I don't mind the idea, but the execution has got to be uh, uh, better. So Ellen Burstein, who was in the first Exorcist, I remember her too from Requiem for a Dream, which was that's a wild ride. You sit up and watch that, but. Uh, She's apparently in this movie, too, which is nuts because she's like 90 years old. And they're all doing that. We saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre do that earlier yeah. or later last year when they brought back like a legacy character. You it's know? crazy. So cause I think what the deal is, is uh, like two girls are now possessed and they have to go talk to somebody who dealt with it. But I don't think Linda Blair is in this movie. Actually, is Linda Blair with us? I should probably check before I start tossing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Linda Blair's alive. Why isn't Linda Blair in this? Yeah. You would think Linda Blair would be absolutely uh, a part of this. Maybe she wanted nothing to do with it. Maybe, yeah, maybe. 
Maybe she's got one look at the old script and was like, I'm out of here. I'll watch this, though. Like, as, as much as we're kind of trashing on it, I'll watch this, but not in the theater. Like, this is not, I'm not spending 15 of my hard-earned dollars on The Exorcist Believer. Uh, you're also getting a prequel to Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is coming out. Now, I think that's a streamer, so you can probably just catch that uh, wherever that one is. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 20% Ugh. by the critics, 68% audience, but that's also not a lot of scores yet. And that's always to the people that are like really want to see it, that are like already exactly. rating it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But this is an hour, 27 minutes. So that's a little bit more uh, palpable, I would, I would guess. Uh, Haunted Mansion, the latest Haunted Mansion, is now on Disney+. Plus. This is the one with Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Rosario Dawson, Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson, I think. Kind of a weird cast. Yeah. But there's like a thousand versions of... Yeah, there's a lot. Eddie Murphy did one, I Eddie believe. Murphy did. Didn't uh, Sandler do one? Like an animated one? Ooh, I don't know. The Muppets did one? Yeah, the Muppets. The, Mu- right. the Muppets. Like everybody's got it on the Haunted Mansion series. I mean, it's the best ride at Disney. That's what I've heard. I've never, I've never, You've been. never been? I've never been to Disney. Wow. I know. Well, once our ratings go way up. Once That's your true. ratings go way up. Then, then that'll be our first trip. We'll do a show outing. Yes, to you and Disney. me. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, we can take calls during this weekend, Dork. We have, I have no problem with that. Let's go to Paul and Quincy. He wants to talk about The Exorcist. What do you got, Paul? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Some, some great nuances uh, with The Exorcist that kind of got lost because there's so many great moments. That, you know, it still it still stands up right to this day. The, the, the spinning head thing kind of is a little lame, but... Um, the, the the gentleman who was the caregiver for the house had, like, two great quotes that always stuck with me. Uh, when um, Ellen Bernstein goes up to the attic because she hears a scratching and, the, the, you know, the, the fire goes off, and then she turns around and, he, and he, he's in the attic and he looks at her and he goes, you see, no rats. <laughs> and then... And then, yeah. and then the next great quote was the next great quote was when they go up the stairs just before they go in the house, uh, the, the the priests go up to go in and find out what's going on. He stands up and he simply says, "It doesn't like the straps." So just just some great moments that That's just good. He, 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 he just great nuances for that movie. Thanks oh, a lot. Thank you, Paul. I mean, no, it's an all timer, and I ha- I haven't been to Disney, but I have been to Georgetown where those stairs are. Like oh, the extra stairs? That's wild. I almost did that trip this summer. Funny you? funny you mentioned that, yes, because I'm dying to see those stairs. The stairs are nuts. Like those are steep. They're, they look steep. Steep ass stairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. And so again, I, I don't know about this movie, but I will uh at some point probably circle back to it. I heard Netflix is raising prices again. Oh my god, didn't they just do that? I feel like they all do. Every every time you're like you get a little uh, email, they're like, "Oh, I just bu- bumped it up 2 bucks. You good with that?" And you're like, "Not really." I got to be honest, I've been thinking about canceling it because I think I open my Netflix, you know, app maybe once a month, if that. Yeah, Netflix is I don't know, I feel like I've probably had that one the longest of all the streaming yeah, me ones. Too, yeah. And like it's one that you go to. I, like I'll get sucked into some of those dumb documentaries though. Like yeah. I'll watch those. I spend more time searching for what True. I'm going to watch on Netflix True. than actually watching something on Netflix. Cuz then like the all the money that they spend on like those big budget like movies that they like aren't good, whether it's like the Hemsworth ones or the Sandler ones or whatever. And I like Sandler, but like the, these movies aren't worth I don't know. That's not great. I'm with you. Netflix hasn't been hasn't been great. Uh, apparently, there is going to be a Paris Hilton biopic series. 
from A24. Do you have any interest in the Paris Hilton biopic? I may check it out. That was a moment in time. That was. Remember what it was like to be 20? Yep. And uh, Night Vision. Night Vision. Night yes. Vision. Yes, that's right. She made Night Vision that's very right. famous. Uh, the first two SNL hosts of the season have been announced. Pete Davidson and Bad Bunny. Wow. So that'll get the people going, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, we got the trailer this week for Eli Roth's next movie, Thanksgiving. Now, I'm actually pumped for this. So Grindhouse, which came out in like 07, was the double feature. Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez each made a movie. Rodriguez did Planet Terror, and then Quentin Tarantino did Death Proof. And you'd go and you'd watch them both together, and they were sort of like shot like the old Grindhouse movies. All, I, I loved it. All-time crash scene, Death Proof? Yes. Yeah. Dude, they were great. I, Planet Terror is a fantastic yes, movie. I like that one movie, even yes. more. But what they also did, which was really cool, was in between, like the beginning of the movie or the beginning of each one, they did fake trailers. And they had their friends do fake trailers. And one was done by Rob Zombie. One was done by Edgar Wright, I believe. There might have been another couple. And then one of them was done by Eli Roth, and it was Thanksgiving. And it was a horror movie, but it was Thanksgiving. And I always thought it was a good idea because... Every other holiday, I think, has, like, a famous movie attached to it. Yeah. Like, obviously, Halloween, but you got, like, Black Christmas, Valentine's Day. Um, what else? You got a whole you got a whole bunch, of like, just uh, ripe with it. And you're like, you don't really have Thanksgiving. And now Eli Roth does. And so the trailer came out, and then the movie comes out uh, next month. And then finally, uh, speaking of Netflix, actually, you know Mike Flanagan, the guy who did, like, Love the Hill him. House? Love him. He's got another one. The Fall of the House of Usher. I'm in. And they just, they just put that uh, trailer out. Yeah, he's got some real creepy stuff. I liked Hill House way more than Bly Manor. Bly Manor, yeah. Bly that was a little Manor, slow for me. Yeah, a little slow, but I, yeah. I did enjoy it at the end, and I would suggest to anyone listening that likes horror stuff like us and hasn't seen uh, The Haunting of Hill House, it's just an incredible series that's <laughs> legit spooky at some times. Oh, it was scary. That's a hard one to yep. watch by yourself in the dark for sure. All right, you guys can weigh in here if you. That stuff's on the table. I'm I'm all ears on the uh, the pop culture stuff. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll also mi- mix in some other stuff inc- uh, with grab bag, including the Red Sox interest in Shohei Otani. We'll do all that coming up next. But right now, here's Stiz with what's trending. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI, the 1-3 and three Patriots will host the 2-2 two and two Saints at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon have been ruled out for Sunday's game. The players listed as questionable remain the same as yesterday, except now Trent Brown has been added to that list with a chest injury. The other players on the list include Christian Barmore, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Devon Godchow, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef, Ramondre Stevenson, Cole Strange, and Sean Wade. Head coach Bill Belichick spoke earlier today about Mac Jones' ability to bad back to bounce back, excuse me, after bad games. Well, anybody that plays or coaches in this league has not so good performances somewhere along the line. So part of the job, part of the situation. Every week's a new week. You know, Mac's pretty mentally tough. So is everybody else around here. I mean you have to be in this league, you just can't. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not gonna be around very long. So we all get knocked down, got to get up, go back in the ring. 
Thursday night football last night. The Bears broke their 14-game losing streak with a 40-20 win over the Washington Commanders. Receiver DJ Moore led the way with a monstrous 230-yard three-touchdown night. The Bruins won their final preseason game last night, 3-1 over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The Bruins' regular season right around the corner. Next Wednesday night, they'll host the Blackhawks at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7.30. And Saturday will be a big day for the division round of the MLB playoffs. We will have four game ones played that day. The Rangers will take on the Orioles. The Twins face the Astros. The Diamondbacks play the Dodgers. And the Phillies will face the Braves. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith show after this. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. It's the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Take it up until 9 o'clock tonight, and then uh, Boomer Esiason's NFL show comes your way then. But uh, we still have time to talk to you at 617-779-7937. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show, and uh, download and subscribe to the podcast as well on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Rich Keefe Show, and you get each hour broken down right there for you. So if you can't listen to the whole program at night, you can catch it whenever, whenever you can. All right, let's go back to the phones right now. We have uh, Paul in Dartmouth. He joins us next. What's up, Paul? Hey, Keith. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, quick thing. I went to um, Halloween Horror Nights in Universal Studios uh, oh, right. a couple weeks back, and uh, they had 10 haunted houses you kind of walk through. Yeah. And the Exorcist one was um, – it was it's based off this new movie, and – they actually had the production crew from the movie go in to help, and it was essentially walking through oh, wow. like a preview of the movie itself. How was that? And it was the most twisted. Um, it was my favorite house of, of the ten. All right. Um, I don't want to give anything away, you know, okay. with spoiler, but there's one scene in the kitchen with the two girls are sitting back to back. It was just oh boy, I still get chills just thinking about All right. it. I am um, so jealous. I know this is this big uh, haunted house guy, so you're speaking his language here. Yeah, I'm, I'm huge into horror movies and haunted houses, right. so you guys were uh, right Perfect. up my alley. Good. Uh, quick question for you. Yeah. Um, which of the casting rumors for uh, Deadpool 3 are you hoping uh, to be true? Uh, for me, I, I really am hoping for uh, Channing Tatum, just because I was a huge Gambit fan uh like the X Men um, TV show growing up, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've heard, I've heard that he might be in the movie, and um, you know, you're kind of seeing the um, Black Widow versus uh, Jean Grey battle, and yeah. a whole rumor mill of people that might do some cameos. So I was just wondering which one you're kind of hoping to be true. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, Halle Berry coming back as Storm and kind of giving her another shot at Storm in a movie. I think I'd be in for. Or you could even take uh, Taylor Kitsch. As Gambit, or maybe have both those Gambits in there. Because you can do whatever you want. Like, that's kind of the beauty of it. Like, they're going to be jumping around, and it's Deadpool, so he can kind of just throw stuff in there and, and talk about it. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That doesn't come out, though, in another year. Uh, but, yeah, and also, kind of as an aside, nobody's really talking about it. That last game that Taylor Swift was at in uh, in New York, yeah. or I guess in New Jersey, Blake Lively's there, like, I guess her friend. 
So then Blake Lively is married to Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman were in there, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, half the time they yeah. panned in there, you're like, there's, there's Deadpool and Wolverine. Star-studded event. Man, that was. That was pretty good. What do you think the, the drinks were in there? Or do you think, like, all of them, like, don't drink? I think they're all comped. Uh, no, 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 no. But, like, what were they drinking? Oh, though? what were they drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was drinking some sort of red red drink. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a Hawaiian punch or what she had going. Mm, probably, probably some high noons. High noons were probably yeah, flowing. maybe some high noons flowing in there. Just seems to me though, like a lot of like really famous, uh, in good shape people probably, <coughs> excuse me, probably don't even drink. Is a lot it, of people don't drink now. I know. It's yeah, it's like the in thing to do. I guess it's probably it's probably the healthier option. It's, yeah, I think not, so. It's not yeah. the option I have chosen for my <laughs> life, but it is definitely healthier. Uh, let's go to Paul in Rhode Island. He joins us next on the Rich Keith Show. What's up, Paul? Hey guys, thank you, Michael. Uh, thank you, Rich. Thank you, Michael. You're Listen, welcome. I heard you guys were playing. Uh, were playing. Uh, who came first, the chicken or the egg? You better so believe it. We go you better Belichick, believe we Brady. were. Uh, Belichick, Brady, Rogers, uh, McCarthy, Peyton, Drew, uh, Drew, uh, Drew. Now listen, no big deal. They won one. We won six. We take benefit from that. Now, don't ever forget. What is happening? You had no obstacles in your division. Those three. T- those three. Uh, Divisions, they had no obstacles. We dominated. We hosted. That helps you get into at least four games, at least four. Now, you have to understand, the game is changing, okay? All right. Mr. Belichick, the worst he can do is take the elevator to the third floor, okay? Not right now. What? Not maybe next year. But he'll go to the third floor. And Jonathan will be lost if Belichick is not around because I think Robert might step aside, okay? But my crystal bottle tells me. Crystal bottle? If the page, yeah, baby. If the, if the, this is for Joe in the car. The what are, raging you, what are you drinking, Paul? I'm drinking Red Breast, baby. I retired. <laughs> Listen, Irish, good old Irish whiskey. Yeah, Listen, yeah. all right. What's the what's the we don't have a bad team we inherit kind of do kind of kind of kind of do a little bit though you I know kind kind of maybe Mac, do have a bad Mac, team we, we, we I mean we're not we're not that bad I mean we just that good. what happened was not that good we're not that good well no. then Mr Kraft should should uh, uh, show some Benjamins across the field because you know these these guys are not getting paid very much especially this year because you're in a competitive division. But the worst that can happen is yeah. the game is past defensive coaches by. All right, so what are you okay. doing, Paul? Are you firing Belichick today? That's what you're. That's what you're doing. No, 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 no. Belichick GM. Belichick not a coach. And next year or the year after. All right. Maybe Vrabel. Maybe Mayo. But Billy cannot leave right now. Not with Mac. Well, you wouldn't want now, Mayo to be the coach. You just said you don't want a defensive coach. No defensive coach meaning a, a young. A young brand, a different what? style of coaching. Because, you didn't say anything about the age. Listen, you were talking about the side, the side of the ball. You were talking about defense. He's a defensive guy. I understand that, but we don't have the brand players, bro. You can have oh. a, a coach like Mayo. You can have a coach like, like Belichick. But you have Billy oh, O'Brien. Defense. The problem is, yeah. what does Billy O'Brien have to work with? What does Mac have to work with? Well, Are you telling Billy's me got, that he's got to work with Rush Mac. is coming yeah. here and Kyle Trask is coming here after this year? Is that what you're telling me? No. Is that my crystal bottle telling me that you're, you're ready to clean up, clean house? Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, why not? If things because go poorly, why can't you rip the bandit off? You, you say goodbye. Oh, thank you. You, you can't say goodbye rip, to everybody. 
You Chica. can't rip the Band-Aid off because you're not going to pay Max $25 million. Okay? Right, so that Even means gone. He so that's easy. Against the Raiders, you would have been 500 last year if you didn't sit on a cabot, yeah, whatever great. you call what, that. What does that get With you? the salty worms yes. wash that. The, the bourgeois, whatever. I don't but know. Look. I gotta let you go, Paul. I don't know where the hell that was going. I don't know where the hell that started. That was just like a like a whole lot of stuff. Did you even get what the point was? You don't want Bill to take the elevator to the third floor. No, you don't. I guess he could, but he won't. Doesn't like a defensive guy unless it's a young guy. But even then, he wants all these guys gone. But he but you can't get you can't get rid of all of them. Like actually, you can. So Mac Jones, they haven't picked up the fifth year option yet. So he'd be on the team next year. But you could easily get rid of them if you wanted to, or you could have them as your backup. Teams quite often get a new head coach and quarterback at the same time. Like that would they would not be the first team in NFL history to swap them out. What was it? Uh, Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen one year, and then the very next it was Cliff Kingsbury, Kyle, Kyler Murray, and that was after taking a top ten guy after his rookie year, and they still made that switch because it also depends on where the Patriots are drafting. Like, if by the end of the year, if they're drafting in the top five, I don't think Mac Jones is sticking around. I'm guessing they're going to take, you know, ideally Caleb Williams, but there's going to be a few other guys in there that you could take. I don't really know what that was. He had a few sayings in there that I think he wanted to work in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was calling the other night, though, and, and, and complaining about the Patriots not spending money. Right. The low payroll. All right. Give everyone a million dollars. I don't know. Listen, it's a take. He's he's committed. He's passionate about it. He's had a few whiskeys. I'm not a big whiskey guy, but still a little jealous. You know what I've decided to do, Stiz, is I've gone full go pumpkin stuff. So, like, September, <coughs> excuse me, it's all out, but I didn't really partake. And I like it all. Pumpkin donuts, pumpkin coffee, pumpkin pie, obviously, pumpkin uh, roll, pumpkin coffee I'll have, pumpkin beers. So I got some pumpkin beers waiting for me when I get home, but that that's kind of where I'm at. You like the pumpkin stuff? I love the pumpkin stuff. Yeah, pretty good. I prefer, and I have a few Oktoberfest waiting for me at also home. Also a great choice. I would do that over a pumpkin shipyard or something. Yeah, so that one I don't mind, but then there's also the pumpkin. Have you had that? No. That one tastes no. more like pumpkin. It's like almost 9%. Like It's, it's like a double uh, uh, a pumpkin head, but I like the pumpkin head too. Like that's You, know, you have a couple of those and you have a nice time. Nine percent. You're not playing when you go no. home, huh? Nope. All Don't mess around. We, we, we kick up. We go right to that third floor. Then we, <laughs> we get off. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's more like in those double IPA vein. It's not an IPA, but it's like whatever it is, and it's uh, it's up there. What do we got, people? Uh, let me check the old Twitch chat. We will. I, I I do look at the Twitch chat. I don't always jump in there because I gotta I gotta log in. It's a whole thing, but. Uh, Full go pumpkin stuff. That should be the the title of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe for, yeah, for this show. Yeah, I guess it could be. And then we have to take a look at the old crystal bottle. That's also a saying I'm not bottle. familiar with. That was great. The crystal <laughs> bottle. He'll call back uh, next week. I'm sure we'll have a chance to catch up with him. Maybe he's changed his uh, his take. Not entirely sure. Uh, we can get to your your thoughts here as well on the Patriots this Sunday. I do want to quickly mix in. The uh, Shohei Otani latest. So John Heyman wrote about the Red Sox. This is a headline for the New York Post. Red Sox loom as real threat to sign Shohei Otani. As John Heyman, who blocked me years ago on Twitter, and I'm not even entirely sure why. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. But a lot of these baseball guys are kind of sensitive, so there might have been something uh, that he disagreed with. 
And then he just straight up blocked me. So, you know, somebody else has to pass it along or somebody has to, like, retweet it or whatever for me to even get a look at it. But uh, so he writes, Shohei Otani and the Red Sox are starting to be linked more and more. One executive with an interested team said he believes they are a real threat. He goes, Otani has a new big deal with New Balance out of Boston. Perhaps more important, the Red Sox need to balance things out after three last place finishes in four years. Yuck. Again, after being blocked, I haven't seen some of that great writing. They got to balance it out. So anyway, he's got the New Balance deal. He also writes, if the Red Sox do land Otani, maybe their faithful will forget Mookie Betts for a little while anyway. So it's kind of a mess of a paragraph there. But overall, there are other people outside of Boston, apparently, suggesting that Shohei Otani would be interested in the Red Sox and vice versa. I mean, what it's going to come down to is, are they going to be willing to spend 500 or, <coughs> excuse me, $600 million on Otani? I hope so. Like, I hope they're, I hope they're in on it. I think it kind of goes without saying he's the best player in baseball. Now, next year, he's not going to pitch. So that makes it a little bit tougher because that's such a just an incredible need that they have is pitching. But if he still hits 40 home runs as your DH, like I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. So they should be in on it, let alone, like, it's just the coolest story in all of uh, baseball. I mean, when he was going the last, what, two, three years, pitching, like, one of the best pitchers in the league, one of the best hitters in the league, like, it's insane. And you could get him, maybe maybe Masataka Yoshida, who he played with in the World Baseball Classic. Maybe he puts in a good word. It's a guy you'll like Boston. And they'll, you know, they can't stop there. Like just adding Otani doesn't make this team a World Series contender. Like they they need to do more. Hell, you just saw Otani and Trout play together for five years, not even make the playoffs. So they need to do more than that. But uh man, that would certainly turn things around. We don't even know who's going to be in charge of that. We don't know who that guy is that's going to be a uh, guy or gal that's going to be pulling the strings on that. But, yeah, they better they better be interested. I'm fascinated to see just how much he gets and if this whole, like, latest surgery is going to impact or does the team just say, you know what, screw it. We're going for Otani. We're going to make the money off it. <laughs> like, the marketing and the jerseys and, you know, just the overall season tickets, like, all that stuff is going to go through the roof with a guy like Otani. All right, back to the phones we go. Bill is in Malden. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Okay. Uh, finally, a nice one o'clock game. Yep, should be some good weather. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's you know, Russ Francis. We lost him. I, I'm old enough to know and seen him play. And then also the Patriots fan that lost his life the last time we were there. So you know, I think I'll be thinking about that. And um, looking for Mac to, I mean, I love what Belichick said today. What, what does he say something about? You get knocked down, you got to get back up in the ring and go. Right, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, here we go. All right, thank you very much, Bill. Thanks for the call. Yeah, what he was referring to was uh, Bill Belichick when he was asked this. Yeah. Well, anybody that plays or coaches in this league has not so good performances somewhere along the line. So it's part of the job, part of the situation. Every week's a new week. Um, you know, Max pretty mentally tough. So is everybody else around here. I mean, you have to be in this league. You just can't. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not going to be around very long. So 
we all get knocked down. Got to get up. Go back in the ring. I mean, on the one hand, you could look at it as, oh, that's sort of Bill talking up Mac about being mentally strong. But it's not much of a compliment to me when you say he's mentally strong. But so is literally everybody in the league. Yeah. He said the whole, the whole, he's like everybody on the team and the league. So there's a thousand guys that are mentally strong. Like then how, how, what does that really say about the player? And then he says, you know, if it gets any worse then like, you're not even in the league. Like to me, it's almost more of a warning. Like you do another one of these games and you're done. Like you're not going to, you don't belong to be in the league. So I read that more as, you know, a challenge or just sort of like getting it out there ahead of time where, if you don't bounce back after a bad, like every, he's right about that. Like everybody has a bad game. Bill's had them, you know, uh, look on the other side, like Derek Carr's had them, you know, guy, Ezekiel Elliott, like every single player's had bad games. If you start stringing together a bunch of bad games, then yeah, you're going to be out of the league. Cause what's the point? Like find somebody that doesn't have as many bad games, but I don't know. Cause I, I think that was more of a sort of a shot. Like you keep playing like that, then, you know, that's going to be it for you. It's, it's where's the money quote here? Every week's a new week. Um, you know, Max pretty mentally tough. So is everybody else around here. I mean, you have to be in this league. You just can't. So everybody's tough. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not going to be around very long. All right, there it is. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not going to be uh, around very long. That's what jumped out to me immediately yes. when I heard that quote. Hundred percent. And so yesterday or uh, last Sunday. The game got kind of out of hand. It really did. In one snapshot, it went from bad to worse in that game. And then they took him out. And so how do you respond to that with kind of the season, you know, very much on the line, if you think they even have a a chance on it. But more importantly for Mac Jones, forget about the 2023 season. Like, what's his outlook? What's his career outlook look like? Quarterbacks, I mean, what a big swing. You can be like Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield are two good examples where you know, rookie, both had pretty good rookie years. Then Baker Mayfield kind of dipped down a little bit with all the change in coaching. And then it was kind of like, well, oh, we can get to Sean Watson. So then he's kind of done. So he goes from being the number one overall pick and then never getting that huge payday. We were looking it up earlier. I think he's making like $4 million bucks this year as the starter for Tampa. Or you can be Daniel Jones where you're pretty good. Then you suck for a couple of years because Joe Judge is there. And then you're good for one year with Brian Dayball. And now you're making like $40 million a year. So court like the swing on quarterback, you can sign a hundred million dollar deal, or you're you're fighting for a one year deal, and like that is that is where Mac Jones is headed. Like there's a fork in the road here for Mac Jones, and it's either well he's a starter, you got to pay him like a starter, or uh, he's going to go fight for a job in somebody else's camp and maybe win out, but it's still going to be a one year deal, and people are always going to kind of prefer the draft pick anyway because of like the the potential there. So, as Bill said, if it gets bad to worse then he's not even going to be in the league anymore. All right, we have one final segment before we hand things off to Boomer Esiason and his football show at 9 o'clock. This is the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Take it up till 9 o'clock. Boomer Esiason will take over from there's national NFL show, getting you ready for uh, week five. Although week five kicked off last night. Justin Fields lighting it up as the Bears get their first win of the year, blowing out the Commanders. Me and Stiz all over the Bears last night. Take that, LeBron. 
That's it. Yeah, LeBron's tweeting about how he's going to be making picks. He's like, my first one, Washington. You're like, all right, good. Good, good, good. All right, let's grab a call before we get out of here. we got Mark and Brookline. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Rich, great show. Thank you. Um, got, a, got a quick uh, co- uh, connecting the dots uh, uh, segue here. Okay. So talking Netflix, movies, and football. Um, Netflix still has an occasional gem. I uh, watched Nowhere with Anna Castilla. I know, a little odd, but excellent, I thought. It was very good. Okay. The title of it is Nowhere. Right. There's the Mac Jones connection. I just don't think Mac Jones is, um, you know, maybe the fork in the road is next year. You don't think the fork in the road presents itself this year, do you, from what you've seen? Well, no, I mean, like, the, this year, at the end of this year, they can decide whether yep. to give him the fifth-year option or not. And if he doesn't get the fifth-year option, like, that's pretty telling on how they feel about him. And then he might be walking down that, you know, year-to-year thing okay. or trying to win a job somewhere. No, I think he's the starter well, this enough. year. I just think if it if yeah. it goes pretty ugly, like the, his future is pretty bleak. I agree with that. I guess my my thought is from seeing him. You know, we've seen more than 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 uh, four games with the gentleman, right? We've seen yeah. him for a couple of seasons. Oh yeah. And you know, his big thing of you know, I need to be Mac. Uh, you know, cool enough. By the way, I don't really have anything <laughs> against him, but right. just as a quarterback, it's like I see an identity issue here. And I'll give, you know, I'll give some responsibility to the Patriots for that with all that's gone on coaching-wise and all that. But, but uh, there have been quarterbacks that have muddled their way through otherwise decent organizations with a few coaching changes and not still be scrambling for their basic identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just – I feel like that's kind of important because yep. if he actually just, play, just like said, this is who I am and who I want to be and played with some real consistency, he could – he might be serviceable. But he has not been consistent. I thought he was going to be like one of the most consistent quarterback rookies that, that were around when he first showed up. Right. But he really hasn't been consistent, and I think uh, the Patriots are looking for a little more consistency. Anyway, great joke. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for the phone call, Mark. And uh, thanks to everybody who uh, called in tonight and this week. It's been fun being back this week. Of course, this is the first week in like six months that there's been no Red Sox games. So we've had the the full slate of shows. So it's been an absolute blast. Uh, and his point on Mac Jones, I mean, this isn't – three games into his year or into his career and everybody's, you know, writing the story. He's played 35 games or 36, right? If you count the playoff game. So 36 NFL games, that's a pretty big sample. And go ahead and toss all the excuses in that you want. Now I made excuses for him last year too, based on the surroundings, but he was better as a rookie than he was last year. And then he was probably a a little bit better last year than he is so far this year that is not trending in the right direction and i mentioned baker mayfield a lot on the show one because i like him i've always liked baker mayfield but baker mayfield's a good example of a guy that had a solid rookie year and you're like well see look at there's that you had the good rookie year well sometimes guys you know the league kind of figures you out a little bit maybe there's a coaching change that isn't great for you or whatever and you know you start to not play as well and then you're no longer on that team doesn't mean you're out of the league I'm not writing Mac Jones out of the league or anything like that. I also think he starts Sunday, or he's obviously going to start Sunday, and then he's going to start the following week. He's going to start the following week after that. That's just my guess. But yeah, for the, I mean, the idea that the Patriots could be one and seven at one point, or, you know, at the halfway point of the year, is really not that crazy because it's a pick 'em game on Sunday. And then we'll see it's at Raiders. And it was a fluky, crazy game last year. 
But there's also no guarantee that we're going to win that game either. Everybody makes it out like, oh, well, if that didn't happen, they win. It's like, I don't know if they win. And then Buffalo and Miami. That's your first eight games of the year. So that is uh, that is certainly rough. And that's why I think, I mean, this game, we've been saying it for the last three weeks. I mean, this, this is a massive game for the Patriots. If you think they have any kind of hope at all at, you know, grabbing a wild card or not even that, just playing games in December that still matter, then you absolutely have to win on Sunday. And I wish I could be more positive about it. I just, like they say in Star Wars all the time, I got a real bad feeling about this. It's just the injuries to Judon and Gonzalez, I don't, you can't ignore it. It's your best corner and it's your best pass rusher. And against a Saints offense, which is not that great. Like the Patriots defense should still be decent, but they had a chance to maybe be dominant against New Orleans. And now I don't think they'll be dominant. I don't know if they have the personnel to be dominant. Even if they hold Derek Carr to under 20, or even if they hold him to under seven or 17 or less. But how many points are the Patriots going to score? Like that's sort of the other the other end of it. Stiz, do you make a pick for this game? You like the, you think the Patriots win, or are you taking the yeah, Saints? Yeah, I think they're going to squeak it out okay. 21-17, yeah. All right. Yeah, I like a low-scoring game, too. I'll say something like 17-13 Saints. Wow. Yeah. I know. I hate to do it. How the mighty have fallen. I mean, I recency bias it kills me, too. And I know they can bounce back. I made the point earlier. Teams can look bad one week and then look good the next and vice versa. But that game against Dallas was just so bad. And then you lose two of your best players. So I think it's going to be a, a close loss. Stiz says close win. Either way, we will talk to you about it uh, Monday at 6 o'clock. Uh, but until then, have a great rest of your Friday night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Patriots game. And uh, Stiz and I will be back 6 o'clock on Monday. See ya.